Consider that you might be a Saul. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> I hope you're not. He was a mess, I tell you. He, he just got in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> Let me read these verses, and then we're going to look at him and see what world happened to him. Immediately, starting in verse 20 of chapter 9, immediately he preached the, the Christ in the synagogue that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for the, that purpose, so that he might bring them bound in to the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, uh, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Now, after many days were passed, that the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul, and they watched the, the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall in the Lord's basket. Well, I've never had that happen to me. Never been in a Lord's basket before. But anyway, just Saul. Let's just briefly remember who Saul is all about. Remember that he, in Acts chapter 7, the end of the, end of the chapter, he was there at the stoning of Stephen. And the clothes were thrown at his feet. Now, can you imagine standing there watching someone who is standing up for Jesus? That's going to make an impression on you. I believe at that time is when Saul began to come to know that there's something more than what he's doing. It, it began to affect his life. That's what happens with us, isn't it? I mean, it's what happened to me when I got saved. I mean, I, I heard something. And then God led me to something else. And next thing you know, I gave my life to Christ. Now, also after that, though, in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, he still began to persecute believers all the time. And then in Acts chapter 9, 1 and 2, he was sent out to gather more believers in. I mean, he had a commission to bring in as many as he could. I, I almost feel that as, as many as he brought in, uh, he was rewarded. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's that way that, that he was important in trying to do what's possible to get rid of all these believers. But then Acts chapter 9, in the same chapter there, something happened. God got hold of a man named Ananias. 
And God spoke to Ananias the commission, the, the reason that Saul was upon the face of the earth, what his purpose would be in life. Now, when you know that someone is persecuting you and really ready to kill you, are you going to go give them a message? Uh, Ananias said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am not about to do that. I can't do that. I, I fear for my own life. Well, Ananias obeyed the Lord. He went and shared the message with Saul. God then brought him to the point that he was converted and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he went off uh, and, well, what do you do now? What do you do now? Now that you've been changed, how do you go about living a new life? Now that you have uh, once were, now you are, what do you do to be able to understand what's happened in your life? Well, for Saul, back in verse 19, that he spent some days with the disciples. I believe it's best that when you get saved, that you need to go to a group of people that are mature in the Lord, that know what's going on, to be able to help you to get established in what God wants you to do. That's, don't go off half-cocked. I did that. <laughs> I went off. I was working for the State Health Department in Columbia, South Carolina. And once I got saved, I went. I forgot about my work. I went and sat on people's desks to share Jesus. I mean, during the business hours. It didn't make any difference. I didn't care. I just did it. I mean, I just, you know, uh, you just really, really need to be in a point where you get material, know how to present the gospel, know how to come across with people that they can respond to you. Well, I believe that's what Saul did. I've got this experience in my life. Now what am I going to do with it? For days, he was with the disciples. And the disciples could train him, tell him about what's taking place in his life, could tell him all about Jesus, because they had spent all these three, three and a half years with Jesus. And they had been in the process thereof of being the church and spreading the gospel. So therefore, they could help him grow in the Lord. And that's what we need to do. We, even though we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we think we know it all. Yeah, we do know it all. But we need to know it all to the point that we're going to present the gospel in a manner that people are going to receive it. Not just go off like I did, half-cocked, sitting in on desks of people, sharing Jesus in an office building. And that's good if you know how to do it correctly. Well, that's what took place with with Saul, he, he just got with those disciples and he learned, he was learning how to go about this. Now my, my life has changed. Now I've got to, to see something. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to handle this? I've got a message from God. I've got a commission from God. Now what am I supposed to do? After that, in verse 20, it said immediately. <laughs> That's what we want to talk about today. Immediately. 
immediately. Now, 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 now what, does that, what does that say? That means I'm going to go tell the broad everything. I'm going to immediately he preached. I'm going to go tell. I'm going to publicly proclaim. I, I'm going to give a public announcement of something that's official. You see, he learned from the disciples the official status of Jesus Christ as the Son of God coming to earth for salvation of all souls upon the, this earth. And he learned about that. He had an experience. Now he was beginning to develop that experience into a message that he could share with people. So this message, though, that he preaches also entails that there be a response. We don't, I, you know, when I'm preaching on Sunday morning, I'm not preaching just to give out information. I'm preaching for a response from the people that they're going to respond to what God is telling them at that moment in their life. And I'm expecting them individually, whatever, to come to the altar and to pray and to seek the Lord for their lives and to bring change into their lives. So he went about proclaiming salvation only in Jesus, only in Jesus, and that you must repent and receive forgiveness. That's what it means to go about preaching the gospel. You've got a message. Now Saul said, I want to let you know now, this is what I have experienced. This is what I have learned. Now I want you to be able to respond. Your response is, repent. That's what I had to do, what Saul would say. That's what I had to do. I had to repent of all of that stuff, and God forgave me of persecuting all the believers, bringing them even to some to their death, destroying the witness of Jesus Christ. How bad it has been was your life? Were you killing Christians? <laughs> were you downplaying all the believers? What were you? How how did you commit all those sins? And then God just says they're wiped away. Now you got a new life. So once Saul was totally committed to the persecution of believers, now he's totally committed to following Jesus. Now for 29 years in my life, I was committed to me. I was going to do what I wanted to do. I was going to attend my church. I was going to make people think that I'm a good person. I was going to let them see me in church. I was going to usher in church. I was going in all of this. And I was, doing, I was the president of the youth group. I was doing the right things. I was going to make sure, hey, look at me. I'm good. Well, I was committed to lifting me up. Now, for 47 years, I'm committed to lifting Jesus up. Frank is dead. He died 47 years ago. Now, I'm committed to serving Jesus. That's the only person. You see, you've got to die to live. And that's what Saul, he died to self, and he began to live for Jesus. Immediately, he began to preach the Christ in the synagogue. 
I mean, he went uh, in the synagogue. That's where he used to go and gather up all the Jews. Now he was going there and preaching the synagogue in the synagogue, that he, Jesus, is the Son of God. He had a revelation knowledge of who Jesus is. Now, that's what we need. We don't need to have some uh, head knowledge. Uh, we need to have a revelation knowledge of who Jesus is in our lives. And we need to go and proclaim that. Even in the midst of those who we may have persecuted in our lives in some way, shape, or form. So, huh, committed, committed to, to, now then in verse uh, 22, Saul increased all the more in strength. When you begin to do what God has called you to do, you then begin to increase in the strength to do even more. You can't just sit by and say, okay, God, now strengthen me to, to fulfill the full purpose that you have in my life. God's not going to do that. God's going to take you one step at a time to where you'll be able to handle this step, and He's going to strengthen you for the next step, and strengthen you for the next step. Next thing you know, you're writing letters to the churches, as, <laughs> as Saul did as Paul the Apostle. You see, he, he couldn't have done that right away, but immediately he went out and started fulfilling the call of God on his life. You've got to go immediately. Don't wait. You've got to go after you've been trained. See, I was trained for three years at Oral Roberts University. Then I came and preached. Then I came and preached. I didn't go out. I tried. I tried. I went and, and tried to, to preach in a church, and they accepted me, and God said no because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to be their pastor. I wasn't ready to preach in their church. I had to have the training, just like he had to have training by the disciples. You've got to have that mature people around you to be able to guide and direct you in the direction that God wants you to do. Because they've been there, you haven't. Uh, so he started out. He started out walking. Started out doing what God called him to do, and the more he did that, the more he became strengthened to be able to do it even more. So, what has God called you to do? Uh, has he put a, a call on your life? Is he looking to you to proclaim the gospel? Yes. Is he looking for you to be a witness? Yes. Is he looking for you to serve him? Yes. Is he looking for you to, to help those that are in need? Yes. Oh, that's a lot. Wait a minute. Oh. But don't go to try to do it yourself. Mm, don't go out. Well, i got to do all this. I better hurry up and get it done. No. Take your time. Allow God to direct you and to show you what to do, where to do it, how to do it, when to do it, what to say. And all of this, you've got to be able to allow God, and God was being, God was using Saul for that purpose of proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Now, hallelujah! Everyone was beginning to receive, and they just flocked to him. No, they did not. As a matter of fact, they got upset. They, wait a minute. 
This is the same guy that was coming after us to destroy us, and now he's preaching love. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. He hated us. Now the love of God is being shown forth in his life to everyone, including us Jews. That can't be real. No, that can't happen. And so <laughs> what do they try to do? Uh, hey, uh, we've got to get rid of this guy here. You know, we've got to kill him. We just have a plan here. We've got to get rid of him, okay? Uh, we've got to get together, form a plan, and get rid of him. And we're going to uh, wait for the opportunity to come and to kill him, to stop this. Well, the disciples found out about the plan, and they helped him out. Let him down through a basket. Uh, they didn't have elevators those days, so they used a basket. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, I, I know what it is to be persecuted. I know what it is to if everyone's not going to receive the message that you have for them. They're going to try to get rid of you. I wasn't going to be killed, but I was going to be killed spiritually. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to stamp out everything that I was trying to say and get and move me on. And that's what God did, move me on to somewhere else. But that's okay. Let God grab hold of you and use you. You see, I believe that if you commit your life to Jesus as Saul did, you're going to walk like Jesus. You're going to walk in the power of Jesus. You're going to walk in the, the knowledge of Jesus. You're going to walk in His wisdom. You're going to walk in His direction from the Father as to what to do. And you're also going to be suffering persecution wherever you go. At least that's what happened with Saul. He understood that. He understood. Finally, he understood what it meant. Now, Peter and, and John went through the same thing. Remember back in chapter 4? They healed. They, got, they spoke healing to a man. And next thing you know, they were before the, the hierarchy of the religious leaders of that day. And they said, oh, now you, gotta, you can't do this anymore. No, you can't, you can't handle we, we, uh, This is not acceptable. This doesn't fit into what we believe. And they told him, don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, what do you think Peter and John would do? Uh, well, they went back to their home group and they started praying. Next thing you know, they got filled fresh with the Holy Spirit and boldness. And next thing you know, they went out and did it even more. Well, that's what we need to do. Don't come against those that are trying to persecute you, but come against the evil that's directing that persecution and stand fast and continue on to do what God's called you to do. That's what Saul did. He didn't stop. As you continue to read the book of Acts and as we continue to study the book of Acts, you will see exactly Saul as Paul, the apostle, growing even more and continuing to be able to present the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever he went. Now, Saul understood his commitment. He came to the conclusion. As a matter of fact, he wrote a, a letter to the church at, at Philippi. And we want to turn over there to Philippians chapter 3. Somehow, I feel like I'm preaching. I don't know. Oh, glory. 
I think I'm on Sunday morning here. We got to get this thing rolling. Ah, if uh, Philippians chapter three, starting with verse one. This is what Saul, Paul, became aware of his commitment, and he was sharing this with the church of Philippi. Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of the dogs. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to bite him, all right. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. That's what he learned. They're going to be after you. These dogs are going to try to bite you, try to undo you, try to kill you. And God, he said, listen, don't get off in the flesh and come against them. No, love them and go on and do what God wants you to do. So he said further, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I'm more so. Uh, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. I mean, listen, I know what it means. I'm fully educated. I've been there. I've had enough education to realize that I could be important in this world. I could really help people. I am the top dog. I am the number one. I could really come and to help people according to what I know. According to what I know. Well, he goes on and says, but what things were gained to me, these are kind of laws for Christ. All of that he's come to the conclusion that he's had in his life as a status in life, education in his life, all the stuff he's been doing prior to Jesus, it means nothing anymore doesn't amount to anything. Oh, I've counted all loss. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Everything that I've attained, Saul said, in this world does not even come close to measuring up to who I am in Christ Jesus. What I have in Him. What I've gained in Christ. You see, everything He's saying, what I've done, what I've accomplished, is all temporary. Now I'm getting over to the eternal, everything that Christ is in my life and I in Him. That's where my commitment lies now. See, he understands. He came to that conclusion. He's trying to share this with the church. Also, he says, and I want to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. In other words, Saul came to the conclusion, listen, he took the worst sins and all the sins I ever committed and gave me His righteousness. 
Wow. That's what God does. You see, it doesn't make any difference what you did in the past. As long as you have Jesus, all that's gone. Now you stand right with your Heavenly Father. But you don't understand, Frank. I just haven't been doing the right things. And uh, I, I just, um, you know, it's really been difficult. I've been messing up here or there and yonder. Well, God knows that. But guess what? You still stand right with Him. Hallelujah. You see, you're not perfect. You're going on to perfection. Only thing that's perfect is your spirit. This flesh hasn't made it yet. And you're going to yield to your flesh at times, and you're going to repent, and you're going to go on. So that's what he said. Listen, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Now, how would you like to do that? How would you like to be conformed to the death of Jesus Christ? Oh, oh wait a minute. He was hung on a cross. Uh, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Do I want to go that far? How far am I willing to go? I'll go almost there. Uh, uh, may, uh, uh, not quite. Uh. Listen, Saul said, I'm going all the way. I am not going to stop. Whatever it takes, I'm going to serve the Lord. If they want to get rid of me and kill me, that's fine. I am serving the Lord. As a matter of fact, that's what they did with Stephen. Yeah, he, he got miracles happening in his life. He shared the gospel, and they stoned him to death. Well, praise the Lord. Saul came to the conclusion that what he was is not as important as who he is in Christ Jesus. That's where he stood in his life. And the word that I want to remind you of, that you probably have already been mature in a sense. You have probably already gone and done some things. Now, immediately, go do. Immediately. Go immediately. Don't wait. Don't think you've got to do something else. Immediately go. I mean, I, I love going into stores. I love it. And telling them, you know, it's COVID-19, no problem. Jesus is the answer. You know, hallelujah. Uh, he's my health. And, and that's it. Just little simple things. And people will agree and they sit there, huh? <laughs> you know, whatever. But just be open and honest and speak what's inside of you that you've experienced in your life. That's all Saul was doing. And he grew in that. So what are you going to do? That's the question, isn't it? That's always the question when you listen to these Bible studies. We're not here just to give out information and to give out, well, that was a good Bible study, Frank. I really like that. Well, good. What did you do with it? That's the question. What do you do with the Word of God that's presented to you? Are you allowing it to come in and affect your life and to be able to change your life to the point that you will serve the Lord completely, committed to Him 1,000%?
How about that? So Saul did. He gave his life for that purpose. Now, what are we going to do? Let me pray for you today. God has a purpose for you. He's changed your life. Now, what now? Father, we're here today to listen to what you're saying. We need to know you have encouraged us. You have given us the word. Now, Father, we want to be immediate in our commitment to you. We're not going to hesitate. We're not going to just doubt. We're not going to try to figure it out. We're going to say, yes, Lord, I'm yours. What do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do tomorrow? What do you want me to do the next day? Take each day at a time. Don't try to rush it. Just let Him do it in you and through you for His glory. He'll get it done. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Oh, God's mercy so amazes me To every generation He gives the joy of His salvation Oh, God's mercy so amazes me As I watch the world around me I can see His from the seed of Abraham and led them through the wilderness into the promised land and boundless love